Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvin and my focus is to help creative female entrepreneurs become more visible using simplified marketing strategies so that they can scale their business quickly and gain the time freedom they need with their loved ones. All right. In today's episode, we'll be looking at how to turn your blog posts into 11 pieces of content in three hours or less. Are you ready? Okay, let's get into it. So you just hit publish on your brand new blog post and you now need to figure out content repurposing. It is so tedious coming up with your topic each week or each and every week, spending hours researching, editing, writing, creating images, only to have to promote it as well. Surely, brands must realize the amount of work that goes into keeping a blog fresh and exciting every day. They are always eager to take advantage of your labor of love by asking you to promote their stuff for free. As a blogger, you know, or you knew, that this is going. This, this blogging thing is never going to be a walk in the park. The truth is that you would think that someone would have invented an easier way to turn blog posts into several pieces of content, a little bit of a push-button solution, so that it would be a whole lot easier to spread the news about your blog across social media. Well, in this episode, you will learn how to take that single blog post and turn it into over 11 pieces of content in under three hours using content repurposing hacks. So what on earth is content repurposing anyway? Well, content repurposing involves taking a piece of content like a video, a podcast, a blog, ebook, or anything that, that you've created and reusing it for something else. The best way to explain this is by giving you an analogy from the kitchen. I know, I love telling stories and analogies. Are you ready? Here we go. I have to warn you that this analogy may forever change your perception of the country called Ireland. There is a cake in Ireland called Goo Cake. If you already purchased it in your lifetime, then you know where this is going. Goo Cake is a pastry confection that is made from a whole bunch of leftover cake in a bakery. I know, it kind of sounds weird. Apart from cinnamon, orange juice, sugar, tea, and shortcut pastry, the main ingredient in girl cake is actually cake crumbs or cake leftovers. Did you just make a weird face while listening to this particular podcast episode? <laughs> anyway, your blog post consists of sentences which make up paragraphs, and in the same way, these sentences are like cake crumbs. I'm going to show you, or even explain to you, how to take those precious cake crumbs and make make them into something more beautiful than girl cake. And that's G-U-R, girl cake. So first, let's look at where your audience is. Before running off with excitement and spraying sentences all over the place incessantly, let's stop and develop a strategy first. In this particular exercise, you want to get the most return on your blogging investments, which means concentrated effort where it matters. Do you know the top three places where your potential audience hangs out? As you already know that there are five social media platforms or major social media platforms, which include Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Of course, there's Snapchat and TikTok are still there in the background, 
Um, but my intention is to teach you, not to teach you about these new platforms, but to stick to the old or existing ones. My advice to you is to pick three of these five platforms, or if you are comfortable with all five, that is fine as well. Once you decide on which platforms you want to promote this particular blog post, then think about the format. So which format is best? So the reason why we are focusing on this particular format or formats in general is because you need to revisit the goals and objectives of your blog or business. So what are you hoping to achieve by promoting this particular content? Yes, you want eyeballs on your blog posts, but what is the bottom line? What is the actual end result? So here's a, a list of possible um, outcomes that you may want. So to drive awareness, to get feedback or to do some research. So in, in research, I mean, like if you stick um, the content somewhere, you want to get feedback and based on what you stick out there and based on the engagement that you get, you know what people like or don't like. Uh, website traffic is at number three. Uh, grow your email list. Advertise a free class or webinar. Get eyeballs on a tripwire and sell a signature course. Now you may have other, um, other goals like affiliate marketing, etc. So as you can see, or as you can hear, the possibilities are endless and depending on your goal, your blog posts can be promoted for between 30 and 300 days consistently. Yes, I did say 300. Um, so depending on your objectives, the format you create should help you to accomplish those specific goals. It will also make sense to look at each platform so that you can make a clear assessment as to which one will help you reach your goals um, more effectively based on the format. So before we continue on, if you'd like to get access to the show notes, where I actually have all of this written down, so you can actually, instead of having to get a pen and paper and uh, write these things out, if you're in a position to possibly head over to the show notes, you can go to successonscramble.com forward slash content repurposing. And that's content dash repurposing. Okay. All right. So which platform is best? Now that you know, you kind of have a rough idea as to what is your end goal, what your objective is, and what sort of formats are available in a kind of a way, like generally speaking. Let's look at which format, which, sorry, which platform is best for your particular um, campaign, for want of a better word. So as I mentioned previously, there are five major platforms and each of them have their own unique way of displaying content. In some instances, you may want to consider paying to get your content in front of your target audience. The focus of this particular episode is to look at all the free ways that you can be, or that, that can be used to promote your content without paying for ads. So the platforms, again, just as a reminder, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Let's look at each of these platforms and their display formats so that you can decide what will work for you in this particular instance. And the reason why we're looking at this is because um, when you think about it, if you say, for example, um, you want to create a document, you have to think, okay, I've got three hours to come up with content for three platforms, say, for example, that I can, you know, uh, promote or run a campaign on a consistent basis. Do I have time to create a workbook or a document or something that's much bigger or a demonstration or a masterclass or something like that? But that's why we're going to look at the options first on each, each, um, each platform. So say, for example, you say Facebook is the place that you're going to be permanently. You're not going to look at all the other platforms. 
then we're going to look at what's what you can what's what you can uh, create to promote on Facebook. And surprise, surprise, the first platform on the list is Facebook. So Facebook, as you know, consists of personal profiles, business pages, and groups. A business can promote content on a business page or inside of groups, depending, obviously, on if you own the group or, or based on the group rules, they might say they might have a promotion day, etc. The kind of content that can be used on pages or in groups include posts. So you have a standard post, um, uh, like without an image, just text, videos. So you can do upload a video onto the Facebook um, page or um, you can do a Facebook Live. So you, you're actually doing a live recording. Post with links. So you might have a post and you might have a link that leads to somewhere else. Images. So you might have a post with text and images or just an image that has copy on that image. Uh, you can do polls and polls are only available in groups. It's not available on your Facebook page. And then you have stories and you can do stories um, uh, from your Facebook page. You can do it from your personal profile. Um, but another new thing that was introduced recently inside of groups is ch uh, private chat rooms, which is kind of cool. It seems as though we've we're going we're going backwards uh, in history. I don't know if you remember. If you I don't know how you know. Depending on your age, you probably wouldn't remember chat rooms. But chat rooms was a big thing before we had social media platforms. And chat well, chats kind of still happens in forums, etc. So in terms of uh, demographics and gender. The age, age range for face, on Facebook tends to be 20, 21 or 24 and up, and it goes for both males and females. So Facebook, of all the five platforms, Facebook is the one that covers probably the widest age range with, um, with uh, disposable income, um, whereas the others, well, the biggest disposable income, whereas the others, not so much. Um, and you, you will hear that as we go along through each of these um, these options. So next up, we've got Twitter. So there is no real distinction between a business or personal account on Twitter. It is a great platform to connect with other people in business without the need for buying credits or doing anything when you compare it like, to something like LinkedIn. The content can be used on um, Twitter accounts, includes images, posts with or without links, uh, videos, uh, GIFs, uh, polls. Okay. So when it comes to age and gender on Twitter, you're looking at 34% females and 66% males, while 38% are between the ages of 18 and 29, and 26% are between the ages of 30 and 49 years old. So that's a massive 56. Sorry. That's not right. That's a massive, uh, let's see. So it's 26 plus 38. That is a massive, uh, 54, no, 64% of the audience on Twitter between the ages of 18 and 49. All right, so you've got Instagram up next. So because Instagram is a super visual platform, it may be more suitable for entrepreneurs who have a creative business. So if you don't have anything that you can put on images, Instagram might not be the best platform for you. That's why I mentioned before about Facebook having the ability to put, to promote anything and everything. Whereas the other platforms, not so much like Twitter wouldn't be great for design because of the speed of that platform. Whereas Instagram is really good for creative um, businesses. Both personal and business accounts exist on Instagram with the ability to see analytics. 
The, the thought of finding cute or amazing images to post five days a week can be a huge deterrent for any non-creative business. There are three parts to Instagram, which include the feed. So when you, when you have an Instagram account, you've got a feed, um, especially if it's a business account. If it's a private, if it's a personal account, then it, some, pe- some people tend to have the account on private, so you can't actually see um, anything that's happening on their account, which is fine. That's their choice. Um, so you can have the feed. Then you've got the stories, so that little circle thing that you see. Um, and then you've got um, your IGTV as well. So it really depends on what you want to accomplish on Instagram. In terms of Instagram demographics, there are over 120 million US users on Instagram every month, with 56.3% of them being female. With that in mind, the content that you would need to create for this particular platform to cover all areas include posts. So it's these posts um, tend to be very aesthetic. And because of the way uh, Instagram is made up, you've got an image and then you've got a caption to the side. And then you've got hashtags within those captions, not within, but at the end of the captions and emojis and, you know, all of that fun stuff. So um, you also have, um, obviously, the images, very aesthetic, um, the videos. So some of those people people post uh, videos as well as just static images on their Instagram pro- uh, profiles. And then you've got um, stories. So stories are in, normally in a different format. So f- stories can be in the form of uh, a collection of images as well as a collection of short videos. Or you can just record it live, uh, go live on uh, Instagram stories as well. Well, yeah, I suppose you can call it that. And then there's IGTV as well. So and that consists mainly of videos. So you will need to be prepared to create content that can be classed as scroll stoppers or emotion drivers because people tend to react um, emotionally on Instagram. Um, compared to, I guess, all platforms have an emotion, emotional um, aspect to it, but Instagram has a huge, you know, that's the way you, you, um, you get people to engage with your content. Next up, we've got Pinterest. So while Pinterest started off with simple pins, it has become this beast that is testing on a number of different content formats. There are both personal and business accounts on Pinterest, which is similar to Facebook, you get the added benefit of analytics with a business account. Um, and just this past week, I was presented with the content in the format of stories. I guess you can call them Pinterest stories, which was kind of surprising. Um, I don't know if that's something that's going to stay, but it's something we have to wait and see. They also have been testing out videos over the last year, but I'm not sure if it has taken off as they had expected, um, but something to take to note in mind. Um, all of the of the users on Pinterest, 88 million of them are from the US. 71% of the users are female. Uh, so in the meantime, the content formats will be regular pins. So you have a, just an image with no links or anything like that. Just an, maybe it's just a quote normally. Uh, then you've got your static image uh, with a link to something like a blog post, for example, or a page. Then you've got your um, videos. And of, of course, these videos are vertical videos. And they can, they could, or they don't have to include a link. They could, or they, they can, or they should, or would sometimes include a link. And then you've got the image carousel, which is the stories I was talking about. People adding a lot of images and it's going through 
um, a, a, a stage process of like background info of like a like a story from Facebook or Instagram. You may probably realize that Pinterest is currently going through a little bit of a instability um, period, but trust me, that's super normal and it happens all the time on Pinterest. They change the algorithm all the time. And it's one of those platforms that you can't really pin down, but at least, you know, if you, you can't suffer from analysis paralysis, you just have to get something done. The last and most boring of all five platforms is LinkedIn. Even though it is boring, it has the potential to turn your business into a great success. You can promote your business without creating a company page on LinkedIn. You just wouldn't get access to rich analytics. This is because of the ability to display your content in front of the people with the purse or wallet. I personally find LinkedIn um, demogra- demographics quite interesting. There are 167 million users from the US on the platform and 43% of them are female. And of course, the remainder, uh, which is around 57%, are males. Uh, here are the various platforms that you can expect to find on platforms. Here are various formats you can expect to find on LinkedIn. So you've got posts with or without links. You've got images. So posts could be just text with an image. Uh, you've got images. Some people just post an image and expect a reaction from that. You've got uh, videos, and that could be native or live. So you can go live on, on LinkedIn as well. You've got articles. So that's a totally different section of Pinterest. Uh, sorry, of LinkedIn where you can actually um, publish like a blog post article. Um, I I don't find it that well. It depends on what you're posting, I suppose, and how much you're willing to promote it. But I don't find it as as um, what's the word? As valuable, I guess, as posts. Then you've got slides, which is another section of LinkedIn as um, SlideShare, and all of these same things that I've mentioned here, except like the post images and the videos, you can actually post them into LinkedIn groups as well as on your own profile, um, depending on the rules of the groups. And then you've got documents, so you have the ability to upload like a PDF. And people can download it for free uh, on LinkedIn. In a similar fashion uh, to Instagram, LinkedIn platforms seem to offer many options to promote content to your audience. So now you've got a background in your head about the five different platforms, what you can create to promote on those particular platforms. Let's look at what, what format makes the content attractive or memorable. So you can... Um, you would need a little bit of background information or a little bit of um, strategy when it comes to deciding what format as well. So in other words, if, if your blog post is a step-by-step guide or uh, can be made into a checklist, a cheat sheet or workbook, then it is something you need to consider. Think of the message that you're trying to get across to the audience as well as the best way to for them to consume that content. To help you decide on the best format, Let's take a look at the Edgar's, Edgar Dale's Cone of Learning. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but if you head over to successandscramble.com forward slash content repurposing, you'll be able to get uh, visibility of what I'm talking about here. So at the very top of the cone, you've got read, then you've got here, see images, engage with videos, attend of, uh, a show, see a demonstration, engage in a workshop, get involved in design, experience hands, hands-on lesson and, do, and learn by doing. So you can imagine a triangle 
the base of the triangle has a limb and the very top of the triangle have reed. So people remember, this is the whole thing of Edgar's, Edgar Dale's learning code. People re remember 10% of what they read, 20% of what they hear, 30% of what they see. So right now you're listening to a podcast, you only remember 20% of everything I'm telling you here. That's why I encourage you to head over to the show notes so that you can actually get to see it as well and engage with it. Um, so 30% of what they see, that's images and engaging with videos like on YouTube, people remember 50% of what they see and hear. So things like attending a show or seeing a demonstration, people remember 50% of what they see and hear. For example, I remember when I went to Mexico a few years ago and at the pool they were doing a demonstration of how to make um, guacamole. And I can still remember seeing it. And whenever I need to get the ingredients, I don't go and look online. I just remember seeing the demonstration and all the different ingredients that they had, had in it, mainly, obviously, um, avocado, tomatoes, habanero peppers, you know, all of the things I remember because I actually saw and I experienced the demonstration. Uh, people remember 70% of what they see, uh, say, and write. So engaging in a workshop, in getting involved in the design and experiencing a hands-on lesson. So we, I didn't get the opportunity to actually make guacamole with them at the pool, um, but I was my I was I got to taste it. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts as um, I guess getting more involved in it, but it was absolutely delicious. Um, so remember that, it, and you don't want to give away too much of the content for free. You, in the 70% category, you may want people to pay for that workshop because they are going to get a chance to remember 70% of what they see, say, and write. Whereas if you give them a video or like them see images, they will see, remember 30% of what they see. And if you give them a demonstration or attend a show, they remember 50% of what they see and hear. The big one at the very end, at the bottom of the, of the triangle, is 90% of what they do. So learn by doing. So if you get them to participate in this particular workshop and um, go away, get to do homework, 90% of what they do, people will remember that. So based on that information, knowing the platforms, knowing what content you can post, uh, knowing the formats available, you can see if your ultimate goal is, is for your audience to retain 90% of what, they're, what, they, what you are saying and they need to learn by doing. If you want them to retain 50% of the content, then they need to attend a show or see a demonstration. Maybe you only want to give them a small taste of what you are offering so that they can pay to experience the rest. So reading and hearing will work fine for you. All right. Remember, you can head over to successonscramble.com forward slash content repurposing so that you can experience all the details of this particular um all the valuable content of this particular podcast episode more in depth where you can actually see the screenshots. You can get engaged with the, the actual information on the page, read it for yourself. And up next is the biggie, the actual content repurposing in three hours or less. So now that you know where your audience is, which platforms will give you the best return on your investment and what formats to use, it is time to get the blog post converted into usable content. Step one. Head over to Google Docs and create a blank new document. Obviously, you're going to have to log in to Google Docs. So that's docs.google.com. 
And once you've logged in, you create a blank document, grab a copy of your blog post in its entirety and paste it into the blank document. Again, I've got screenshots in the show notes. Head on over there and you'll be able to see what I'm referring to. If you write a lot like me, you'll probably get between 10 to 16 pages of content using, um, by copying and pasting your, your um, blog post into the Google Docs document. Step two, you scroll along to the bottom of the, the, the document, that's your blog post, and you insert a table that has three columns. Again, head over to the show notes, successunscramble.com forward slash content repurposing so you can get a visibility of what I'm talking about if this doesn't make any sense to you. And you will see I have a screenshot of the bottom of the, the, the blog post and the actual uh, table that I inserted in the bottom there. Label the columns uh, in the bottom of the, on the table as platform, caption, link, or image. And feel free to add a fourth col- column for hashtags or emojis. No, maybe not emojis, just hashtags. So if you already, especially if you already know your niche hashtags, if you know them off by heart, then this might be a good idea to include a fourth column for hashtags. Step three, scan the existing blog posts for sentences, quotes, that's by you, phrases and stories that you can use as captions or images. And you will see if you head over to the show notes at successandscramble.com forward slash content repurposing, you'll see that I've done exactly that. I've got platform as Facebook. I've got the caption. Um, so I copied and pasted some information from that particular blog post into the caption area and I adjusted it, tweaked it to suit um, a caption. So I didn't have to write it from scratch, which is one of the ways of saving time creating these um, or doing this content repurposing. Next, uh, so as you can see, I decided to use a similar ca- caption across Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and I tweaked it for each platform. I didn't have to start from scratch. I just copied, paste and then tweak each one according to the platform. Step four, you head over to canva.com and create the images that will go with these captions and insert them into the section labeled image or link. So you go in, you can have again a look again uh, in the show notes. You'd see that I've got all three columns fill up. And that's three. I've got three uh, pieces of content done and dusted in double quick time. If, it took, if this took me 10 minutes, I would Actually, it probably took me a little bit more than 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I'd be surprised because I go in, I label the platform, I put in the caption, so copy, paste, tweak, tweak, tweak. And then I head over to Canva, have a basic image because you know the Facebook image size, the Instagram image size, and the Twitter image size are different. So I open three different tabs in Canva, one for Facebook, one for Instagram, one for Twitter. And And once I create the first one, it's just a matter of copying and pasting, especially for the background image and tweaking the, um, the, the copy on the image, um, depending on the platform. And you head over to the show notes again and you'll see that there. Remember the goal here is not to overthink the process. It could be as simple or as difficult as you want it to be. Step five, you create a quick script for a three to 10 minute video that you can use to teach using Facebook Live. So what I did, uh, all you need to do is to make a list of the five key points. So you go back through your blog post and you, you might have, you might only, you might have 10 different points or 11 different points or how many of the points in your blog post. You just want to capture five of those because you want to make sure this video isn't too long. So you grab the list of five, five key points from your blog post 
and you head over to canva.com. And what you do then is you create a presentation. You know, Canva has the ability to create a presentation. You can use one of this, their standard templates, doesn't matter. And you just, you just rebrand it, you know, putting in your own, um, your own uh, fonts and your own colors in it. And then obviously you just put a, a title slide and then probably a short agenda slide. And then you put point number one, put a few, few, um, sub points, two, three, four, five sub points. Um, and also remember that you can literally copy and paste from WordPress. So if you have the WordPress, if you're using WordPress, um, org so you have your self-hosted platform you can copy the content from your blog post straight into canva you can't copy from google docs for some reason it's not working but you can open your your um wordpress edit screen and just copy and stick it directly into canva.com and again if you head over to the show notes you'll see i have a, a copy or a, sorry a screenshot of exactly what i did the top the top five key points and uh it's labeled as Facebook Live. So that's a four piece of content. The link to the document in Canva, the presentation in Canva, and the slides, sort of a screenshot of the slides itself. Once you're happy with the script, make a plan to log in to StreamYard and go live on Facebook, on your Facebook page, you know, sometime, not straight away. You want to finish doing the other uh, seven pieces of content before you even go live. And I've included a link to the Facebook live that I did for this particular piece of content that I'm showing you in the show notes. Step six, optimize a Facebook live presentation for keywords and place additional content that can be uploaded to SlideShare as a presentation. So that same presentation that you did for your Facebook live, you go back in and you sort of, um, I guess you make it look a little bit more pretty. You sort of just adjust it left and right, but a little, uh, optimize the keywords. What you, what people, what are people searching for that will help them to find your slide share presentation? So, um, uh, if you've never used the slide share platform before, then the key thing to remember is that the important aspect that makes your content findable is that it is search engine optimized. That's SEO. The support, the supported for formats are on SlideShare are PDF, Doc, and PPT or PowerPoint. You can also include a link to a video inside of the PDF document. So they don't support you uploading videos on SlideShare, but you can include a link in the presentation to a video, if that makes sense. All right. Up next, we've got number seven, step seven. Take the content from your Facebook Live presentation and create an engaging quiz that you can use on Instagram story. So what I decided to do, because my presentation was about the top five social media platforms, and it was all about social media metrics, I decided to do a quiz about how well do you know your social media metrics or yeah analytics. So um, I have, uh, as you know, if you've, if you go to the show notes, you'll see I have a screenshot of exactly what I did. The, thing is labeled Instagram story. And then I've um, shown you the quiz, the questions I've asked. So which, which is the odd one out? So I'm asking them, how well do you know Twitter? And which, which analytic or metric is the odd one out? Which doesn't, which one of these things doesn't belong? I don't know if you've ever looked at Sesame Street, but that's, that's where I got this idea from. So if you are new to Instagram stories, then the best way to explain it is that it's a compilation of videos or still images. 
You need to have a minimum of three slides. If you're going to do slides, you need to have a start, a middle, and an end. Uh, or if you want to do just plain video, that's fine as well. But the whole point is that you're creating a piece of content. And I find it easier to do slides because at least it gives me a foundation. So even if I'm doing a video in between, so I'll start with a video, show the first slide, do another video, show the second slide, and so on and so on. And um, that way I could um, then upload that into an Instagram story or, well, I can't really do it live because of the, the way um, Instagram stories work, but it's good for me to upload it. Okay, so far we've got um, a content for Facebook, a post for Facebook, a post for Instagram, a post for Twitter, that's three, Twitter, uh, Facebook Live um, content prepared and ready to go, uh, slide share. So that's five. And then we've got Instagram story at six. So that's, we need to find five more pieces of content. Uh, step eight, write a Pinterest description with hashtags and create a few pins for your posts to be uploaded to Pinterest. So that's a Pinterest pin. Uh, so that's uh, seven. And I'm sure you know to do a Pinterest pin, but if you head over to the show notes, you'll see an example of what I'm talking about there. Step nine, you head over to Canva again and make a 1080 by 1080 um, GIF presentation. So what you're going to be creating here is a GIF, an animated GIF. And trust me, this is so easy. I mean, it's mind blown. So what I did, um, uh, I, I remember the quiz that I did for the Instagram story. How well do you know Twitter? How well do you know Pinterest? How well do you know LinkedIn? I, take, I took one of those slides and turned it into an animated GIF. Then what you need to, well, and then maybe the presentation. And then what I do, once I've created it, you need, or once you create it, you need to go to gifmaker.me, upload the images, uh, and make a GIF for social media. And again, the platforms that accept GIFs. Okay, so all the Twitter accepts GIFs, but Twitter is a bit weird because you can only choose GIFs from the list of GIFs that they've given you. You can't randomly up, upload a, a, a GIF for, a GIF file on, um, on Twitter, but apparently you can do it on uh, Facebook and on um, LinkedIn and on Pinterest. But worry about that later. The most important thing is you are trying to stick to get this thing done in under three hours. So I I've included an example of the of the one I made in Canva. You'll notice that the process is very simple. It's just a matter of stepping through a storyboard. So if you think of a storyboard, you'll notice. When you head over to um, the show notes, it starts with removing bits of the title um, that I've made on uh, on Canva, and then it's stepping through. So it's made up of nine slides or nine squares, and each one you'll notice that some words are missing as you go through that particular process. You really need to head over to the show notes, successonscramble.com forward slash content repurposing and that's content dash repurposing so you can actually see what I'm talking about. So you go in, you create that, you do, you download it, you save it as a PNG first, and then you upload it um, to gifmaker.me and it allows you to create a video or a, a GIF, but it choose a GIF option for now and you create that. And what I actually did is I uploaded mine to Giphy, that's G-I-P-H-Y, Giphy.com. And I've left a link in the show notes so you can actually take a look at my version uploaded in Giphy. You may also want to add a caption or description 
in your table to help the viewer to figure out what's happening on the GIF. So uh, depending on obviously where you upload it. There is also an app called Boomerang that you can download on your phone to create image GIFs. So you might want to create an image of you doing something, dancing or uh, doing whatever it is you want to do. You can also do that using Boomerang uh, because obviously when you do it in Canva, it's kind of difficult to create a GIF of that consists of you with images unless you're really good and really skilled at using a tripod and taking picture of you doing this stuff like a storyboard. But failing that, just use the boomerang and just picture, I mean, a, a video of yourself, quick video of yourself doing drinking coffee or doing something that you can then use to create a GIF from it. You can, you can uh, use it to create a quick video which you can save and upload to Instagram uh, or Facebook stories. Step 10, create a meme that is associated with your blog post. So you can head over to Canva and grab the image that best represents that meme thought in your head. So you think of the meme, what you're going to put on the meme, the actual copy. And then think of the face or the expression that goes along with that meme or the, you know, just think of what that looks like. So my, for me, my meme phrase was that look on your face when you see your competitor's stats. So that's actually an exact word for word, but it's not actually word for word. That's, that's a, one of the sentences from my blog post that I've taken and I've tweaked it. That look on your face when you when you see your competitor's stats. So I went over to Canva, found a picture of a cat that has that look on the face, and I have included a, a screenshot of it in my show notes. It's just a 1080 by 1080, 1080 template because that's the size, standard size for memes. It has to be 1080 by 1080 um, and leave spaces at the top and the bottom of the meme so that you can actually then put in the words. Once you've created that, you download it as a, a PNG and then you, you head over to clido.com. So that's C-L-I-D-E-O.com to make your meme. You can go also go to uh, emojicopy.com to grab your emojis because the meme is going to is going to be effective once you've put the, uh, the emojis on it. And I've also included a screenshot of the completed version. Uh, if you want to see the actual meme itself that I created, I've left a link in the show notes. You can head over there and click on the link, and you will be able to see the meme in action. I've actually posted it on my Facebook business page. All right, step eleven. Wow, phew, this is just getting so, so, so far, we've got nine pieces of content, nine. Step 11, so take your Instagram story and use it as a story for your Facebook business page, tweaking it um, to, to fit your particular needs. So I wouldn't do it copy word for, well, I wouldn't do it, even if I have the same three slides, I might switch it up and put it in different order, just to make it look different, so that the Instagram story and the Facebook story are slightly different. And I might record a different video that goes along with that um, because obviously the Facebook story platform is different. Well, it's very, very different, but you know what I mean. I want to make it a different piece of content. So that's your uh, tenth piece of content. The key to content repurposing for Facebook story is to focus on your objective or goal for creating that piece of content. So when you create, the reason why you can't upload the same, like you can't download the story and upload it to Facebook is because with um with Facebook story, you people can message you on your um, your Facebook page, whereas with Instagram, it's on your uh, Instagram profile. So it's two different uh, call to actions on both platforms, well, on each platform. 
All right, so we're done. That's 10, 10 pieces of content so far. I hope you're counting. Are you ready for the 11th piece of content? Okay, here goes. So you head back over to Canva and use the content that you created for the animated GIF to create a Pinterest video pin. So what you do, um, if you remember, the, the Pinterest pin we created earlier was just a static image with text in it. But this time we're going to take the, the GIF uh, content and actually create a, a video pin. So the content is actually different, very different, looks and feels very different from your regular Pinterest pin. And what you're going to do then is you head over to Canva, you create a template, like a 1000 by 1500 or 732 by 1100 or whatever it is, whatever size pin you want to create. And then you're literally copying the information from the GIF that you created. So you go into Canva, you have the two windows open side by side, you copy and paste. Um, depending on how you did your content, it's not going to be a lot of copying and pasting, maybe only slight changes. So you copy from the animated the GIF um, presentation or content and paste it into the pin. And it's pretty quick, like so quick. The only thing that will take you time is actually creating the description or writing of the description for the actual um, Pinterest video pin. So the actual description for the video pin. So it may sound like a lot of hard work, but it, it's it's really easy. Remember that with Canva, you can literally copy and paste the design from one to the other. If you've got Canva Pro, then it's a matter of just clicking the resize button. If you don't have Canva Pro, then you need to copy and paste it. So that's 11 pieces of content. And I've literally talked you through that. And obviously, it will take a lot longer than talking through it. But it was so much fun when I did it. I hope you had just as much or will have and just as much fun as I, I did when you sat, when you sit down to do your content repurposing. So as you can see and hear, 11 pieces of content in three hours or less is totally doable and the rewards are absolutely amazing. So promoting your content across social media does not have to be boring at all, especially if you love animals or if you are a full parent and think that of all of the excitement that you can have creating memes and doing all of these um, funny things. You think, I don't know what your brand, but for my brand, I want it to be uh, a bit of a hilarious, a little bit of a funny twisted. I don't want it to be the boring, stiff up um, corporate feel. I just want it to be a funny, funny brand. And that's what I want to emit with my brand. That's why I can do, I, I've decided to do memes with my brand. For your brand, it might be totally different. You may not want memes as, as part of your brand and that's absolutely fine, but I'm sure you can find another way to do exactly what I'm showing you to do here. At the end of the day, content repurposing can be as broad or as narrow as you want it to be. Another option that you can consider is going live on LinkedIn, for example. So if it is your more corporate uh, brand, you can decide, no, that's not for me. I prefer to go live. And remember in my um, previous podcast episodes, I mentioned the, the secret tool that you need to go and um, put captions on your videos for LinkedIn um, and to make it stand out from the crowd. You can also take a look at um, your Facebook Live, just download it, for example, and then upload it to IG, IGTV, depending on how good the quality is. You can never, sorry, you can even take your super long blog post and write a snappy version that you can publish as a LinkedIn article. 
Um, so for a more in-depth version of your content, you can take a blog post and turn it into a workshop, into a masterclass, or simple online demonstration. If you would prefer to outsource the entire process, and this is just not for you, you don't have time, remember that I offer this service to my clients as well. So head over to the show notes, you'll see the link as to where you can go and contact me to help you do your content repurposing. Just send me an email or complete a contact form if you're too shy to email me directly. So over to you. What has been your experience turning your blog posts into several pieces of content? Whatever you do, remember to subscribe to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where you'll be the first to hear what's happening in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing world. Your positive review of this particular podcast is vital to keeping it alive and running for the next 12 to 24 months. So please leave a positive review for us on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, or any of your favorite podcast players. If you're looking for ways to come up with ideas for your next few blog posts, then grab these awesome blog post ideas. Are you struggling to find time to get your um, get all of your blogging tasks completed each week? Then you can check out my helpful blogging schedule resource. Again, I've left a link in the show, the show notes for both the blog post ideas and the blogging schedule resource. Do you need to have your tasks completed quicker or more efficiently? Then if that's the case, then take a look at the remote working tools that I've left. Again, a link in the show notes that will help you skyrocket your productivity every single week. My focus continues to be helping creative female entrepreneurs to gain more visibility on their business by providing simplified marketing techniques. I do this because I want to encourage you to spend more time doing the things you love with the people that mean everything to you. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.